Hello, and uh, welcome to the Teenagers in America podcast. Um, I am your host this for this season, uh, Aiden, um, and we are starting a new season. Finally, we finally got through the uh, through the spirit, and uh, that was a pretty good season. I think we all enjoyed recording those, uh, studying up on those. That was really interesting. And so now we're moving on to a different topic, and the topic that we are going to be discussing this whole entire series is the gospel. And uh, the goal with this really is to um, present a clear uh, gospel to to all the listeners, present the gospel that we find in Scripture clearly, um, and really examine Scripture, examine what it has to say. And then upon that, we want to look at some of the uh, more modern-day, watered-down, or even false gospels that we see commonly used in our culture and kind of talk about why they are wrong uh, and why uh, we should be careful to make sure that we are clearly presenting the truth to everyone, because as Christ uh, commanded us in Scripture to do before He ascended into heaven, uh, to, He told us to go make disciples of the nations, or more specifically, as disciples. But that applies to all of us believers uh, to go make disciples of the nations, uh, and um, so it's a pretty clear and uh, uh, calling for us to go and give the gospel to everyone, not just people that seem interested, not just you know, this person over here, everyone. Um, and that, you know, even means going across the world. Uh, we are called to do that. And so we, at the same time, we need to make sure not only uh, that we know the what Scripture says, we need to make sure that we understand ourselves what the gospel is. Uh, because if we do profess to be believers, um, to in order to tell others about the gospel, we ourselves need to know what the gospel is. And to proclaim to be a believer, we must know as well what the truth is. Uh, and what we proclaim to believe, because when you say you're a believer, you say that you have heard the gospel, that you have um, repented, you put your faith and trust in Christ. So that's kind of the idea that we're going to we're going to really run down through it all. We're going to look at scripture verses. We're going to look at um, really, like I said, just what scripture says about this and break it down so we can give you guys a clear representation of the gospel and not just take it for um Take it from us. We can give you evidence from Scripture that this is the gospel that we have been presenting to you all. And so, um, yeah, so this should be a pretty interesting series. It's definitely will probably be a little longer just because of how in-depth this is and how important of a topic this is. Um, but so I'm going to start out by reading the first eight verses or sorry, seven verses in uh, Genesis 3. Um, just to start out with, we're going to kind of give you a little bit of an introduction. And so I'm going to start out by reading the fall of man, just to get us started here. So it says uh, in verse 1, starting in chapter 3, uh, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God ma had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you should not eat of uh, any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Uh, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired and to make one wise, she took its fruits uh, and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, uh, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and that they knew that they were naked. And they uh, sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And so right there, that's kind of the um, uh, 
account that we see in Scripture of the fall of mankind when sin entered the world. Um, and sin is what separates us from God according to Scripture. So that's kind of the uh, start of, of really why we need a Savior. That's the, the key reason, uh, ultimately, because when sin entered the world, when there was um, because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve uh, in the garden, um, the world was no longer sinless. It was overrun by sin. And now you see in our culture today, where there is complete rebellion against God, where there's sin everywhere. We ourselves sin every day. Um, and if you do not think that you're a good, or you think that you are a good person, I think the simple way to test that, look at the Ten Commandments, look at the law that's given in Scripture, go down the list. And if, you, if you've broken even one of them, Scripture says you've broken all of them. And so that's kind of the uh, basis to show that we are not good people, we are sinners, and uh, that deserve eternal punishment. And so this right here, to start us out with, like I said, was the fall of man. And so, Reagan and John, if you guys want to take it from here. Uh, yeah, I agree with what Aiden was saying about the uh, how um, we're not good people uh, just in ourselves, just in our flesh, uh, and how we weren't, we didn't, just to go back to what Aiden was saying about uh, Genesis, the verses in Genesis, how um, we started out, uh, as we are still are, of course, but we started out to be sinless uh, people that were perfectly in the likeness of God. And then, as Aiden read, the serpent came in and he deceived um, our first parents, Adam and Eve, into eating the fruit. And of course, that brought sin into the world and gave us a discernment of right and wrong. Um, uh, but when that happened... We be had we were separated from God. Uh, if you read further, it says that they were cast out of the garden, and it shows that there's now a separation between us and God, and the only way to uh, bridge that separation is uh, through salvation. And salvation has become uh, there's a lot of speculation around it. There's a lot of uh, I wouldn't say adding, but um, incorporating, I guess, like kind of adding our own opinion into what it says. Or uh, I guess you could say some of them are adding in the way that are um, when they talk about uh, stuff like uh, there's like predestination or uh, free will. And there's a debate about that. But when you look at the Bible, it's very cut and dry. Whatever he wants you to know, every closed-hand to open-hand issue, as my family likes to say, the closed-hand issues are issues that um, the Bible specifically says, says, and the Bible specifically says that it's through him that salvation is even reachable for us. And honestly, God didn't have to. He didn't have to down the cross. He didn't have to. He could just throw us out of the garden, and that would be it for us, right? But he loved us too much. He he made us in his likeness. He, we are his image bearers that he has to, he had, he loved us so much that he had to bring his only son to the world to die for our sins. And of course, as the season goes on, we'll unpack that more. Uh, I think this is a very important uh, thing to realize uh, the importance of this. Um, for a lot of us, we might not know 
fully what it means to accept Christ, even if even Christians, uh, people that accepted Christ, um, was not saying that you didn't accept Christ the right way. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about uh, how people could be deceived into thinking that accepting Christ is about our doing and not Christ's doing. And, um, and um, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 uh, says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own uh, doing. It is God's gift. It's a gift of God. Not over all of works, so that no man, no one may boast. And that honestly kind of just says it all about salvation, right? It's a gift uh, through grace. Wait, actually, through faith uh, that we then take and we surrender. We we let God run His course, and He let Him do what He needs to do in our lives. But it's not our doing. It's not something that we do. And a lot of times, churches and people could say. Uh, accept Christ to your heart. And the word accept shows it's your doing, right? You have to accept a gift. You have to accept everything. Um, but if you surrender, if you uh, surrender Christ to your heart, that's a different thing. Because surrender is letting whatever's happening, in this case salvation, run its course and go into you. It's not accepting. It's not our doing. It's God's doing. Um, but I don't want to go too deep in it yet, so I'm going to uh, let Reagan go ahead and share his thoughts. Yeah, and uh, you guys have done a great job uh, laying this out and introing this season, I think. Um, and just to add some a few points, because I think you guys did a really nice job there. Uh, like you were saying, this whole story that we're going to be covering here is um, really the story of the Bible and... Uh, the fall of man, uh, the hope of Christ and salvation, and then the eternal dwelling for those, or the eternal reward for those who um, have surrendered their lives to Christ. And I think um, we were even talking about this before we started recording, kind of trying to find the difference between a phrase like we us accepting Christ into our hearts versus surrendering our hearts to Christ and things like that. And I think really um, more than just splitting hairs on words, it's about, uh, it's not really our doing at all, and whatever means we have to be able to communicate that, um, whatever words we choose, it's still not our doing, it's Christ has chosen us before the world began to be um, saved or not saved, and then he opens our eyes at the appropriate time to then bring us into that process, so I think that's kind of the main story that we're going to be covering um, here and I think we want to touch in on each of these things as deep as we can because it really is crucial. I think this is um, really good, a good thing uh, to talk about because as we were kind of debating a new season and um, trying to think about what would be a good new thing, what we're seeing um, in culture and being able to pray about it and think about what would be a good new thing to share, um, I definitely think that this is an appropriate timing uh, for what we're going through now. And I think a lot of people need this message. And I think um, even just for myself, um, getting to go through this even deeper than I've been taught before is going to be helpful to, uh, to myself even in being able to learn these things and being able to understand um, God's love, Christ's love, and what really happened, what really happened for us. And that is not 
Um, it's not a religion. We're not here to do something, to, to get something. Um, it's God wanted us for no other reason than a relationship because we didn't deserve anything. We don't offer God anything. Um, we, don't, I don't, we don't do anything really for God in our natural state. But he just wanted us because we bear his image. He wanted to make us his friends, which is um, crazy. Uh, I know that if I created something and then it rebelled against me in the way that I have rebelled against God, I would no, by no means attempt to make amends with that thing I created. Uh, so I think it's just an amazing story, and I think it's going to really grow me, and I hope it's um, going to be able to grow um, those that are Christians in being able to spread the gospel, and uh, I hope that we can bring some new things to light to those who are non-believers. And um, again, like Aiden said, please do your own research as well. Um, don't just take our word for it. We're just here to spark conversation, and I think... Um, just like I mentioned, it's also therapy for us um, to be able to discuss. So in light of all that, that's kind of, I think you guys uh, touched a great deal on what the Bible had to say about it. I just wanted to add a couple of things from my own um, kind of studies. So that's my final thoughts on it. Right. And um, I guess to finish up my final thoughts on, on really all of this, I, I think it's it's very clear um, in scripture, the gospel story, and the, the point of, of me reading the the uh, the fall of man, the, the account of that in uh, the very beginning of this introduction was to to show, to kind of basically start diving into this. That's like the first key thing to note is that um, you know Adam and Eve uh, they sinned against God. That that that's significant. They rebelled, and as we all have been talking about um, that then led into the uh, the fall of man where now we're separated from God we we no longer have the uh, the connection or the the um, that we had or that Adam and Eve had uh, before uh, they, they sent so there's we've fallen you know we, we've fallen away from the truth we've fallen and we are uh, rebelling against him every day every day that we uh, do not repent, that we do not put our faith and trust in Christ and what he's done. Uh, we continually rebelling, and God's wrath is continuing to build up on those who do not do it. And it's a scary thing to think about, of course. And actually, um, uh, it says in, um, hold on, let me find it real quick. Oh, yeah, in John 3, 36, it says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. And so there's a very clear, you know, distinction in Scripture that, you know, you're either saved and you have eternal life or you're not, and God's wrath will be upon you. And so it's very important to know the truth that if you profess to be a believer, why you profess to be a believer, and the gospel that you claim to hold to. Um, because if you don't know the true gospel of the scripture, of what scripture is clearly presented, the whole point of scripture, because the core of scripture is Christ, the core of it all points to Jesus. When you look at the Bible, when you, you see the prophecies from the Old Testament that, um, that prophesied his coming and his death. And then you see it in the New Testament followed out and carried out where he lived the perfect life and he died. And that was all, um, it, like I said, the core of it all is Jesus. It points back to him. And so um, this is an introduction. The things we're saying, obviously, we're not going really in depth with them yet because we have a whole season to do so. We want to make sure we're taking it very far. And we do our best to, to clearly represent it to you guys. But... um. I mean, 
it just it goes on and on. I mean, and I think that something I will last thing I'll touch on is uh, there, there's the idea of repentance, and that's really key to note um, when you talk about the gospel. You know, we can talk about Christ's death and his resurrection, which is an amazing thing, but we 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 very clearly see in even Acts 3.19, we see repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. So we see this idea of repentance where we're turning from our sin. It's the action of turning away from it, um, turning away from our wickedness, our evilness. Um, and not that we can, like I, we, I've said many times in the past, we've all said it, you can never reach this perfect level of, of where you're just perfect, you're this perfection, um, that you'll never reach it, ever. You are still a sinner. However, you've repented, you've turned, you do not have a desire to sin anymore, although you will do so because of our nature. Um, the, but the difference between every believer and every unbeliever is the believers have been forgiven, uh, and then those who have, uh, are not believers have not been forgiven. And so, um, yeah, so that's my final thoughts on this, really. Uh, the next episode, we'll, we'll dive into every key point of the gospel. We're just going to start going into it um, and do our best, like I said, to present it clearly to you all. And so um, is there anything else you guys want to add or, or um, can we pray? No, I think you, uh, I think you laid it out great. And uh, yeah, we can do our prayer. Yeah. yeah, I'm all good. All right. Sorry. So let's pray. Dear Holy Father, uh, Lord, I come to you thanking you for this day. Thanking you for allowing us to, uh, to be able to do this podcast, Lord, to, to kind of give an introduction of, the, uh, of what we're going to speak on this season. And uh, thank you for giving us, Lord, um, a way of salvation. Thank you for sending your only son to die uh, for those, um, you, uh, those who are... Uh, uh, okay. Oh, wow. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Take that one thing out. All right. Restart. My bad. You're good. I just completely whiffed right <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I went to say the wrong thing. My bad. All right. All right, restart. All right, so let's pray. Dear Holy Father, I come to thank you for this day, and I thank you for everything you've done for us, Lord, and given us, allowing us to wake up another day. Um, I, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, just be with all of us, keep us safe, keep us healthy, Lord. Um, as we know, the the pandemic that's going around right now, all the sickness, the, um, I pray, Lord, that you would keep everyone safe, uh, those who are sick, pray that you would heal them, Lord. And uh, I pray that you um, would... Lord, help us throughout the season to clearly present the gospel to our listeners, Lord. Um, not for our own glory, that we will look good, Lord, but for your glory alone. And that uh, people would hear the truth, Lord. You would use us uh, to water the seed and or plant the seed. Um, and I pray, Lord, that you would... Uh, I, I just want to thank you, ultimately, Lord, for sending your son to die um, for those who are the elect. Uh, thank you for giving us a um, way of salvation, ultimately. And... Uh, I just pray that you would help us throughout the, um, uh, throughout this week, Lord, and throughout uh, the future. Keep us all, once again, like I said, safe. Uh, anything, any uh, obstacles we may have to, uh, to deal with, any uh, big events, anything, Lord, that we have to do, maybe tests, uh, anything. I know for, uh, specifically for us, we have finals coming up, Lord. I pray that you would keep us all, uh, help us all to do well in the things we have to do um, and help us to glorify you even in the bad times and the good times, Lord. And I ask for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.